Blog Talk Radio.
wonderful, wonderful tune from Jasmine Sullivan and Anderson Pack. I'm loving that, loving that tune. Uh, it's called Price Tags. Uh, go download that now. Our new hip hop YouTube, check it out. And um, let's keep it rolling. Shout out to you guys, the people that listen, download, and uh, share the shows. Without you, I wouldn't have all these downloads and streams. And to be able to uh, get right back into, you know, setting up the networks and building. Um, <clears throat> we're on a bunch of new networks uh, as of today. Um, so look out for us also on uh, Spotify, iHeart, um, Deezer Network, um, Google Podcasts. Um, so we're just waiting to get accepted into these uh, other networks, but uh, you know, going on 100 episodes already. Uh, so the catalog is heavy with the greatness of all the wonderful people that just basically share uh, what they do, how they did it, a little bit, not a, not every secret, but um, basically, you know, those tips to inspire you to continue to be great and um, to uh, congratulate those that are the good examples and to give them their flowers while they are here, which is very important. Um, <clears throat> also, we're on Podchaser, um, Spreaker, and a uh, bunch of other networks. I'm going to get everything down. Still waiting on, like I said, some approvals, but uh, I'm going to note everything. But let, let it be known that we're continuing to share the good words uh, today, we have a wonderful, wonderful woman who is also an award-winning publicist and entrepreneur who's obsessed with professional development, public relations, and small business growth. Malika T. Holloway is the founder of the official Malika Group, affectionately known as the OMG, very, very intelligent play on words which is a full-service public relations and brand communications agency. And she's also the founder of Social Proof Success, which she trademarked, which is a brand offering practical and actionable DIY public relations solutions for entrepreneurs and for, uh, for small business owners. As her knowledge and expertise has influenced over 25 brands, you can see her publish in articles and also her clients in and on MSNBC, Forbes, Entrepreneur, The Good Men Project, Addicted to Success, Business Insider, Black Enterprise, and Essence, which I believe was just bought by a basketball player, or was it that other one? But anyway, she has also worked with various companies, universities, and nonprofit organizations in the areas of brand development, content creation, and public relations. Her goal is to support SBOs, and entrepreneurs to position themselves to grow sustain, sustainable businesses and um, <clears throat> and also sustainable businesses and brands. You can check out her website at malikahoway.com and also the omg.biz, um, which I believe I have some links uh, in the uh, description. But uh, she's about to drop some knowledge on all of us today. Uh, Malika, are you there? I am. I am. How are you? Very well. Thank you. It's an honor to have you on the show. 
Thank you for having me. I appreciate you for having me on and sharing your platform with me. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. As we know, uh, Clubhouse is another up-and-coming platform that should be going public within the next uh, 75 to or less days, um, and then also eventually going over to uh, Android users, which without it would not have uh, connected us. So I, I thank you for being on there and being willing to uh, take interviews and share your great wisdom. For the people that may not know about you, um, can you share a bit more about yourself? And uh, that would be great. Sure, absolutely. Um, so I know you, you read my bio and everything, <laughs> but at mm-hmm. my core, um, I'm a teacher. I, I love teaching others what I know um, and what I figured out uh, over the years, especially where it comes to business and um Uh, personal development, I mean, professional development goes without saying, but I'm a big fan of making sure that you have your personal life um, as in order as you possibly can. You're taking care of yourself. You're practicing self-care because um, as an entrepreneur, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I want to leave my job and I want to fire my boss and do all those things. But one thing I always tell them, you know, you you really trade now (laughs) one boss for many bosses when you're an entrepreneur because the people that pay you in essence become your boss. And so you have to take time um, just to refuel. And so while I am teaching people how to grow their businesses and grow their brands and use publicity and marketing tactics to grow um, their business revenue and everything, I also um, make sure that I in, infuse a component of like personal development, making sure that you're developing yourself and looking at those skills that you've overlooked, making sure that you can communicate, making sure you're taking time for you while you go through life and run your business or work your job. Um, and so at my core, I'm a teacher. I'm also a I'm college professor. So I, last year I started teaching at a college while I'm running my business and uh, enrolled in a doctoral program. So have a lot going on. And so I'm so excited um, for this week because it's event week for me. My first event, Social Proof Success Live, is going down this weekend um, where me and some of my amazing friends in business and in media, we're going to be teaching business-minded uh, professionals how they can build up their social proof so people can know, like, and trust them and how they can use that to build their brand in 2021. So I'm super excited, um, number one, to be talking to you about the event, but also to be bringing this event to life. It's it's been in the back of my head for about five years now. So um, to see it happening now, I'm, I'm beyond excited, and I can't wait to hear all the goodness that comes from it when people uh, take the information that they learn and they implement it and they get their de- desired results. Beautiful, beautiful. For those that may not know what social proof is exactly, uh, what is this, what is social proof and some examples of it that you might be sharing at the event this uh, uh, coming up? Yeah, absolutely. So even this interview right now where you said, uh, hey, you, I think you heard or, t- or found out about me on Clubhouse um, and you reached out to, you know, one of my PR friends to have me on, that's an example right there of social proof. Social proof are all the things that you can control about the business. It's really like your social influence, your social capital, like how quickly or how um, – Yeah, how quickly can you get people to pay attention to the things that you're saying, the things that you're doing, get them to pay you, get them to just share your platform or whatever it may be. Like it's almost like your internet or your business street cred in a way. Um, And so just me being on here is a really good example 
uh, putting my social proof to work because I just went on Clubhouse and, and talked. I don't even know which room you heard me in, but I was just talking and doing what I do normally every day. And of course, it learned earned me this opportunity to be, um, you know, on your show right now. And so had I not done that, had I not taken time out of my day to say, hey, people, this is what I know. This is how you can make it work for you. And you not been listening. You know, some, clearly something I said um, piqued your attention. Um, and so that's an example of social proof. You know, OK, based on what I just heard her say, she's she's not out here playing. She's right, really out here doing the thing. And so we'll be sharing more ways on how um, specifically people want to know, how can I get to the press? How can I get to media? How can I be interviewed on TV? How can I get on the radio show? How can I have a full page feature in Forbes magazine or Entrepreneur magazine? And so we're going to be telling them exactly what they should be doing and what they should fix that they haven't been doing to, to make those opportunities more accessible to them because um, publicity is no longer reserved for the celebrity. Um, people like to hear from everyday people like you and I. And so um, we're going to be teaching or, you know, exploring how, how the attendees can make it work for them in their own way with not sounding like anyone else without looking like anyone else. It's like, Hey, what are you, um, what's your magic touch? You know, what do you want people to know? And then working with them and, and kind of pulling out those nuggets to help them get a clear idea of what they should be looking for when it comes to using media to get their brand, you know, more publicly viewed. Amazing. Amazing. Um, and what are the benefits of, of having social proof? Um, I know people want to maybe uh, get out in the media to sometimes just get famous. Yeah. Um, but what are some other, you know, besides fame and what are some other benefits? Yeah. So when you, I think that's a lot of people go like, Oh, I, and when they reach out to me, they go, Oh, I need, you know, I need a publicist on my team because, you know, I need to grow my company's revenue. I need to build my company. And I always have to correct them and say, well, if you're still in the process of getting stable revenue, I'm not the person you should be talking to. You need to be talking to someone in sales and marketing. And so, yeah, people want to get publicity. They want to be in the media so that they can become famous. But my goal is not just to have people become famous, but also to have them get the fame and the fortune. Like, I need you to be paid for the work that you're doing day in and day out. And so, of course, uh, being famous or being known is, is one goal that many people have. Another, of course, is always building company revenue. Like people will buy my products and services if they see that these other larger um, reputable platforms or media outlets are actually listening to me and using me as an expert. Um, people also do it for networking opportunities um, because for me, you know, I never know who, um, who all is listening to your show. You may know, and I don't even think you know if you got all these downloads and subscribers, right? But you never know who's going to listen and hear something you say, and then they may turn into um, a six-figure contract or a million-dollar contract, or it may open you up to be on, you know, a nationally syndicated radio show. You just never know. And so those are three of the top reasons um, people need to build their social proof, but it's also so that you don't have to work so hard to build your business. You know, you have your people that pay you, whether it's your listeners, um, your clients, your customers that buy your products you have them actually becoming your advocate because the service that you give or the product that you sell is just so great that they want to tell other people about it. So in a way, they become your walking and talking billboards. And so I guess if, there, if I name a fourth reason, that would be it. Um, because word of mouth is still the best form of marketing, the best form of advertising, and the best form of publicity. And so when you're looking to build your social proof, these are the things, you know, you should have on your list. Okay. You know, I want to grow my revenue, grow my influence, grow my network. Those are some things you should have in goal. If the only goal is just to get money, 
um, you, you're not going to enjoy the process of building social proof or, you know, building or getting a, or having a publicist on your team because these things are the long game. It's not the get-rich-quick scheme. These are the long games. We're like your partners in business to position your business exactly where it should be to grow. And so um, does that answer your question? Because <laughs> I feel like I said a lot. Oh, no, yeah, definitely. It uh, hits so many uh, different facets of it um, to really uh, give an in-depth answer. Um, For um, an entrepreneur that's looking to work with you, um, what are some ways that they can um, set themselves up to eventually uh, work with you? Um, Or what are some products and, and services that you might suggest um, so that they can um, be in a position uh, to work with you or even really need a publicist? Absolutely. The first step would definitely be to go to socialproofsuccesslive.com and get your ticket to my event <laughs> this weekend, mm-hmm. January 15th and 16th. Just plan on being with us all day because um, uh, the event doors open at 930 and we don't wrap until about 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock each night, Friday night and Saturday night. But it's going to be um, amazing. So I would say that is the very first step. And then the second step will, will probably be to um, join my free Facebook community. Um, it's Social Proof Success, like we're keeping the brand name consistent. Um, because in there, I'm doing a lot of teaching, a lot of exploring. I have conversations with my people. We do giveaways, all types of stuff go down. And so those would be the starting points. I would say, you know, they can, you know, go to the omg.biz and book a call, but I'm very big on uh, making use or, or making or maximizing the time that you get because we only allow one free call with our agency. After that, everything is paid. And so it's like, hey, use the low-cost options, the free Facebook group, the $47 event. Use these options while they are available because, you know, once you talk to uh, me or somebody on my team once, you, you never get to talk to us again at no cost um, because we do believe in, in, in training business owners to make investments into their business. And so, you know, we, we – we prime, you know, our prospects early on to make sure that they invest in in working or just learning from us. But there are, you know, low cost options that we have out there. I say that the starting point though is definitely uh, grabbing your ticket at socialproofsuccesslive.com. Forty seven dollars in the grand scheme of life and business is absolutely nothing. Um, and I didn't want price to be a barrier for anyone to get the information that they needed. So I would say start there before you do anything. And of course, you can follow me on social, but. Come to the event. It's gonna be real good. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And um, how much is the uh, event to get into? Um, and uh, I guess the link you already shared to uh, sign up. But uh, how much are tickets to the event? Um, they are only forty-seven dollars. So, um, initially, uh, we had tickets priced uh a whole lot higher. And I'm talking a couple hundred dollars up. Um, but again, you know, just in the climate that we're in with COVID and it being the holiday season, now everybody's recouping from the holiday season. I didn't want price to be a barrier for anyone. And so the tickets are $47 right now. Um, and so I, I feel like, you know, that's a no-brainer price. You're going to spend $47 at, um, uh, at lunch or dinner tomorrow. I know I am. So um, <laughs> I feel like that's a, a easy mm-hmm. win for anybody to take advantage of. Definitely, definitely. That's um, <clears throat> way cheaper than most people's uh, phone bills. Um, <laughs> we're just above it. So. <laughs> right, definitely. So they could definitely afford that. Um, big ups to you for um, working to create a social proof success live for everybody so that um, they can share and learn more about uh, social uh, proof and um, how to uh, engage with the media. Um 
As far as uh, media, um, do you feel that it's um, as important to a business uh, to uh, get in contact with, or um, is that something entrepreneurs should wait until they uh, really, really um, build themselves up, or is it something they should start um, as soon as they are possible, uh, as possible for them, or have a story to tell? So I, I I never say like just wait until you feel like you're there and I put there in quotation marks um, because there are so many like outside of just your business the media is looking for people to interview and to talk to for example literally just today I booked um, I'm here in Atlanta and so I booked a, a interview I'll be on live uh, doing a digital interview with Eleven Alive it's one of our um, NBC news stations here news uh, affiliate stations um, and I'll be I won't even be talking about the event or business I'll be talking about what happened at the Capitol last week and how I, I kind of navigate that or see that as being a black woman and also being a parent. Like, how do I relay that information to my daughter? Like, this is right or this is wrong. So um, outside of business, there are still so many opportunities that you could use to connect with the media. Because think about just what happened in 2020. We all were um, into a new situation. You know, we were all homeschooling for the first time, some of us. Some of us were having to, you know, really start budgeting when we never had to because we didn't know what would happen. We were all feeling the same thing. We were all stuck at home. And so the media was looking for people to talk about different ways and like how they're making life exciting while being stuck at home. That's how people, you know, communities out singing songs and having concerts on the balcony. All of them made the news and media not didn't have anything for real to do with their businesses. But those are just different things that you can use um, or two examples of how the media is looking for everyday people to put on. They're always looking for stories, always looking for good news to share. And of course, we know they're looking for bad news, but we don't want to give them anything else bad to share about us. We want to make sure we give them as much good as possible. So opportunities are everywhere. You just got to know how to look for them and how to how to throw your, your hat in the ring to secure those opportunities. And so that's kind of what we'll be covering, not kind of, that's what we will be covering um, at the event this weekend. Definitely, definitely. Um, <clears throat> that's that's pretty amazing. Um, I was actually wondering uh, what were some, you, you say you're award-winning, but I was wondering what were some of the awards you actually won, because um, that's pretty interesting. Not, not every publicist is award-winning. <laughs> yeah, so I actually won Publicist of the Year Award in 2019 from SpeakerCon. Um, and so it was the event was catered more towards speakers, like people who get paid for speaking. And so the people that support them also got awards. And so um, I can't remember, I think it was like six other publicists that were uh, nominated and um, I got chosen. Um, and so that's the award that I have right now. We are, we're literally, I have my team working on, hey, we need some more awards that we need to put in the arsenal. And so they actually yesterday just sent me a list of about 10 different awards that we kind of need to uh, submit to. And so that's the one that I have uh, right now that I make a super, super big deal out of. Because for me, it's like, oh, all my hard work that I've been doing for years, somebody paid attention, somebody's noticing. So I would say um, by the end of this year, we're probably going to have at least about four more um, added on and we'll be listing them all out on the website and make them all a big deal. So um, it's it's always great to be recognized by others for your work. Definitely, definitely. Um, and that must mean you have put in a, a lot of great work um, that people were actually uh, being aware of or um, clients were really making some great recommendations. Um, what are some of your uh, past uh, work or accolades that you feel that um, helped 
bring you the recognition to actually win that award and continue everything you're doing? I would say more than anything is um, outside because what I do for my clients, I do for myself. Um, in 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 our five years of business, we really have not paid for advertising. Our our agency really has been built off word of mouth and people telling other people that they should work with us. And so I think that's something to speak to within itself. And so the results that I'm able to get from my clients and the teaching that I do, I feel like that's what sets me apart because they are. Um, there are a dime a dozen of people who say, hey, I'm a publicist or I'm a PR pro, but then they have no receipts. They have, they don't have clients to say, hey, they did all of this for me. For example, I had one client just um, last month uh, told me like, hey, we did, um, we hit a new revenue goal. Like we did $179,000 this month. And I know it's because we've been working with you in the OMG. Like we would not have done it without you all just helping get our business out there and in front of people. And so it's things like that, that I feel like really set me apart. Um, or set my agency apart, Um, because now I have a team, so I don't do it by myself, so shout out to the team, and so I feel like, of course, putting your client needs first um, helped me get that award, as well as making sure that I kept showing up, and build, you know, my personal and professional brand, because that's part of the reason why, you know, our agency is growing the way it is, is because I, people know me, and so they trust me to work with the agency, and so I believe that definitely had a factor in, in me winning that award. Oh, definitely, definitely. Anytime um, the dollars make sense and, and rise or whatnot, um, that, that definitely makes the yeah the clients happy. Um, so uh, I guess you were able to incorporate the sales aspect. Um, well, not exactly incorporate the sales aspect, but because you were strategic and uh, really creating value for your client, um, they were able to eventually get an ROI. Um, and attribute it to you, um, in essence, basically? Uh-huh. So, and I always tell them, like, it's not just because you work with us, because y'all are doing the work in y'all own business. So you have an amazing business, and that's what, you know, got you the result. But we, what we did help is we supported you in getting to the end goal. So um, I never take, um, you know, all the credit for my client's success. Um, I make sure that I point it back to them and say, hey, you know, you did that. Um but I, I can definitely say we help a lot because not only do we, you know, we're really good at getting them results, connecting them to the media, but we also do a lot of strategy behind the scenes that goes like past the scope of just publicity. Um, we do talk about marketing. We talk about sales. We talk about team building, especially if we see that those are gaps that they have in their business that will pretty much um, bring in negative reviews, have people uh, asking for refunds. We want to make sure that we're working with our client as much as possible to, to mitigate the risk of them losing money. And so it, I don't, we're not a one-stop shop uh, agency, but we do have a lot of skills because before I decided to just focus on public relations, I was doing marketing and branding strategy um, and implementation. Um, and of course, business growth and business revenue strategy too. So those are all in my background um, as a coach and, you know, as a consultant. And so taking all of my skills and then taking the skills, you know, of the, of the team that I have. It just makes for a win-win combination for us and our clients to where they can trust us um, with more aspects of supporting their, their brand. Right, right. And have, have you come across, have you ever had a brand uh, contact you for emergency services as far as um, things going awry in the media and them needing help? Uh, I believe there's an actual term for it. Yeah, um, crisis communications. <laughs> Right. Um, right. Yes. Uh, um, 
I always tell people you don't don't you don't want to be reaching out to me when there's a time for issue because the, the cost is three times what you normally pay because we are like all of everything stops and we're just focusing on getting in front of this the the crisis. Um, so actually last February I believe it was um, I had a um, a cycling studio a local cycling studio reach out um, because they had purchased an ad on some billboard space and people in in the community didn't want the billboard there. So they pretty much took it out on all of the companies that patronized the billboard. So anybody with the ad, they went to like Google and Facebook and Yelp and start leaving bad mm-hmm. reviews. People had never been to the company. They started leaving bad wow. reviews on the company just because they didn't want that billboard in their neighborhood. And so what we were able to do literally within about 48 hours, um, I got that um, that story, the client story from their perspective told on like the Atlanta Journal, Constitution, so the AJC, a few news stations, I think ABC, NBC, they all picked up the story. So he ended up doing like four to five interviews. Um, a producer from CNN ended up coming into his studio, you know, just to try it out and just to, you know, say, hey, you know, hate that this is happening to you. Um, and so some things, sometimes things do happen that quickly and sometimes they don't, they can be dragged out, but it ended up paying off for him. So I was like, well, the good thing is, you know, the community, they thought they were going to hurt your business, but they've actually helped them. Good, good thing enough. You had enough sense to reach out to me as soon as you saw the problem happening. So we were able to get in front of the story. And so um, he he was extremely happy. That was one of the rare situations where something worked out. <laughs> um, in our Right, right. Um, and when you say uh, got ahead of the story, do you mean by uh, setting forth uh, new stories with different reporters <laughs> that showcase the company's uh, goodness in the community? Absolutely, yeah. So what what we did is we we when I when I reached out to some of the contacts that I had, I was just saying, hey, this is going down in this city right right here uh, next door to Atlanta. Um, small business owners experiencing backlash from the community, and it's not his fault. He's trying to grow his business. The community is mad on somebody else, so they need to redirect their attention. This is somebody that has serviced, um, well, the studio was open, over 4,000 people um, all over the country came to work out. You know, it's, it's been on TV and everything. And so it's like, this is somebody who really is for the community. He works with people and everything. And so, you know, help help us tell the story that it needs to be told. And literally that same day we were interviewing. Um, and so how he even the, the, the reporters actually reached out to the person who called for the community to, to do this. Um, they never did respond. It was just one of those things where uh, having the connections and knowing exactly what to say was definitely able to help us, you know, support our client in a way that where something could have been detrimental to their business. We were able to get in front of it and actually make it help boost their revenue. So that was exciting for us. It was a win for us. Of course, it was a win for them. But that's just some of the ways um, having a really good PR team in your back pocket can help you out. Beautiful, beautiful. And before we segue back to uh, SPS uh, Live, um, you mentioned uh, something that happened at the Capitol this past week. And, um, be, well, you all know with the, uh, I guess, they tried to do a coup or whatnot yeah. on the government <laughs> or, in essence, um, and then now they're trying to uh, get Donald Trump out of office, even though he leaves in like eight days, uh, as far as impeaching him, which would make no sense. Um, uh-huh. I guess just to put a charge on him. But how did you deal with? Like, how were you dealing with everything? Um, were you just continuing to focus on work, or um, 
how did you, uh, how were you affected as far as being a, a black woman and um, having a family or whatnot, if you were at all? Oh, yeah. So um, actually when it, I didn't even realize it was happening because I went from working, I was head down working and then um I actually decided to go to another city to work. <laughs> and so I was headed to Chattanooga and one of my friends who's very active in the community was like, Hey, you see what's happening at the Capitol? And I was like, what Capitol? It's like in DC, like they, they taken over their riding and they got inside the Capitol. So of course I, I turned on, um, I was driving. So trying to be safe, turned in some videos and I saw it and it literally made me sick to my stomach because um, I feel energy a lot. And so I was just like, how does this happen? And 2021, you know, in America, how does this happen? How does a, a coup pretty much, how does it happen? And so um, my my take on it <laughs> and what I was talking to uh, the news reporter earlier today is I was saying, you know, as a black woman, I could see it as if that were us, if it was a big group of African-Americans or black Americans storming the Capitol, we would have never made it into the door. We never would have made it, you know, even to the building, you know, there would have been a lot more bloodshed, a lot more turmoil than what we saw. And so it was like, hey, this is another idea of, you know, of, you know, white privilege going on. And so um, she was very interested in that. But when I talked to my daughter, you know, she was like, yeah, those people are crazy. I was like, that's what happens when you don't, when someone with power, when people have influence, if they don't use it in the right way, because all it was was he was, he was inciting them because he was using his words they were paying attention to his words. And so, you know, I told my daughter who's nine, like, hey, be careful what you say. You never know who you're influencing and who you're paying attention. And sometimes this, you know, this riot that we're seeing is sometimes the result of using your words in the wrong way. So you never want to be responsible for something like that happening, you know, from something you say. And I feel like she understood, but that's what we'll be talking a little bit more about tomorrow as well, because, um, Again, because people are like, oh, you know, you do media interviews all the time. I say, yes, but every time I'm not talking about business, sometimes I'm just being a human being. I'm being a woman, a black woman, a mother. And so those are still things that people forget about. They're so focused on, I got to build a business and, and point back to the bottom line. I'm like, but also being a human will also help you build your 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 personal presence and help also indirectly point back to the business bottom line. And so um, that's, that's, since this just happened, I'm like, I have to, I'm, I'm going to put it in one of my, my talks that I do at the event, but that's just another way of showing, Hey, there's more to me than just this business. Definitely, that definitely. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, so for people that are like afraid to even get in the news or, speak on camera or have a reporter report them, um, yet may have a business and want to get a publicity, um, like what what would you suggest as far as getting over the fear or, um, of, of being in the news or whatnot? I don't know if you ever have come across uh, someone shy or introvert, um, that also wanted, yeah. Um, I would say, and this is what I had to do. <laughs> this is a trick I had to start playing on myself when I first started um, about five years ago is I had to say, all right, Malika, if you don't show up, if you don't share what you know, if you don't do the podcast, if you don't write the book, if you don't go live, if you don't make the Facebook post, whose life are you holding up? Because you're too afraid to sing. People are literally waiting on you 
to share what you know, to share your experience, to share your journey. And as long as you're afraid because you're like, I don't know what people are going to think, you're holding up somebody else from possibly making progress in their life. You're holding them up from launching a business. You're holding them up, um, in my case, from leaving the abusive relationship that they may have been in. And so I have to say, if you're afraid of showing up, ask yourself, do you want to be responsible for somebody else not living up to their fullest potential because you never showed up to show them what was possible? And if you look at things from that perspective, it really takes you, it takes me out of the equation. It's like, yo, I got to help people. I got to help people's life get better because it's not about me anymore. So take the focus off you and put it off people that you can inspire and uplift. And it's a lot easier to show up when you look at it that way. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, um, especially when um, sometimes people may be around uh, negative people or abusers that um, intentionally want to keep them down or hold them back um, from their greatness um, or whatnot. Um, you uh, actually mentioned uh, like you were in an abusive relationship. I know we weren't um, about to speak about that, but um, for uh, the other women out there or even men that are in abusive relationships, emotional or physical, um, <clears throat> what are some ways that you were able to not only recognize the abuse but uh, remain strong enough to uh, stay away from it um, or whatnot? Um, <laughs> um, I was stubborn and young. I say it that way. This, this, My case, I feel like, was definitely one of my cases of being young and dumb and wanting to be like, I'm grown. You know, y'all don't tell me what to do. Um, things that we all go through when we leave home and go to college. You know, you're out on your own, so you want to figure things out. You don't want to feel like you're still at home. Um, but it, it started out physical fairly quickly. Um, and uh, it, it threw me off because I had never been prepped throughout life. You know, my mom was very stern, like, hey, you don't let anybody do anything to you. You know, you stand up for yourself. And so, you know, when things are unfolding, you know, you have that inner knowing, like, okay, wait a minute, this is not right but you really don't know how to like separate from it. That was kind of what happened to me. Um, and so it, it's, like I said, it started out physical very quickly. Um, and throughout the relationship, which lasted about four and a half years, it kind of remained that way toward the end. It got more verbally abusive than anything. And I, and I do feel like the, the verbal is sometimes what lasts longer than the physical. Um, and so things you should definitely look out for is how, what are other people saying about that person? Um, because at some point in time, I, I got few warnings where people are like, yeah, he's a good person, but hey, you know, just be careful, right? And so consider what other people are saying about, you know, the person you may be with. Also, see what their relationship is like with their children and their family, because that tells you a lot about a person, how they treat their blood relatives or their family that they, you know, say they love so much. That will tell you a lot about them, but also make sure that you one thing I, I always had throughout it, and other people say, you know, they felt isolated. I was he, he never isolated me from my family or my friends, um, which did allow me to have positive people, you know, reminding me of who I am and telling me, you know, hey, you deserve better and all of that. And so make sure you, you keep your connections. If someone's trying to control you or using scare tactics or anything like that, then nine times out of ten, that is not somebody you need to be associated with, whether it's a romantic interest friendships, and even family, because, you know, family can be abusive too. Anybody that is not treating you the way that you know you should be treated, first as a human being, and then secondly, just because you exist and you're you, you know, 
exit stage left. They don't have to be in your life. You don't really need them to get to where you're going. And so more than anything, I would say just be aware and be okay with making a decision sooner than later. Uh, thank you for sharing that. Because um, <clears throat> uh, many, well, a couple of October's ago, um, I was actually, uh, which is October's uh, domestic abuse month. Uh, I was uh, on Hot 97 with Lisa Evers and Street Soldiers on the radio talking about um, an abusive relationship uh, that I wasn't in the past yet. Um, when you mentioned that, it reminded me of a, a more recent relationship that I recognized that even I was <clears throat> get in the same uh, pattern um, and allowing myself to be uh, abused by a woman and um, not that women aren't better or less than, um, but uh, physically and um, emotionally. Um, but as a man, it's, it's, uh, it seems like, it's a, a bit different to uh, get out the situation or um, express it um, without seeming um, as masculine. But abuse is abuse, and um, I'm glad you were able to uh, just touch upon it um, for the people out there um, that might be uh, getting abused or used or whatever, anything, uh, uh, anything of the above that's not in accordance with uh, I guess the most high God's uh, gifts and blessings that he instills in us as far as our birthright. Um, but anyway, um, we uh, did mention what happened at the Capitol, and I found that uh, very interesting because um, white privilege uh, allows people to um, do certain things like that, and if they can do all that, um, I just can imagine what it's like when white people just drive and they get stopped by cops or whatever, just the com how comfortable they must really be and how uncomfortable or life is different for, for those of melanin complexion or whatnot. And um, they really showcased it, it that day. And apparently they're going to try to hit all the uh, capitals of the United States. But anyway, um, what, you know, they they say that, you know, black people always been in a recession, never really stopped. So what we tend to do is to continue to keep working and striving and uh, continue, to, continue to find those people that may look different than us to uh, collaborate and work with, <clears throat> which is why I really um, wanted to bring you on because of the great event that you're doing uh, this. Uh, 15th and uh, 16th of uh, January 2021 uh, called Social Proof Success Live, uh, which is a virtual event for business professionals to get expert insight and advice to plan out their entire social proof publicity and business growth strategy for the new year. Um, real quick, um, you know, I know you're going to drop all the secrets and you have a bunch of great uh um, speakers coming up at the event, but uh, w what are some other uh, growth strategies you might want to share? And then also, if you wanted to highlight some of the speakers and people that will be at the uh, actual event this uh, upcoming uh, Friday. Absolutely. So we have 
Um, the editor-in-chief of Entrepreneur Magazine, Jason, coming through, um, as well as the editor-in-chief of Success Magazine. Both of these are, um, I say, globally known magazine. They have magazines on the shelves. Of course, they have their dot-coms. They'll both be talking about, you know, exactly how to pitch them and mistakes that people may be making when they're trying to um, deal with the media to build their business. Like, these are things that you need to do to be able to get featured. Um, I also have Lamar Tyler, who's a business mentor of mine. Um, you know, just last year alone, I was in uh, our mentorship mastermind group as black business owners. We we Our combined revenue was over $49 million. And so I have him coming to the stage to talk about navigating the media from um, the black perspective. And then I have one of my... Um, one of my coaches, Clinton Senko, he's the found, uh, co-founder of a platform called Influences. And so they feature a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs, as well as, of course, all the people we know, like Grant Cardone and Gary Vee and Oprah and all of that. Right. They feature them. So I have him coming to the stage to talk about leveraging partnerships, like how to grow your company and get to the media using partnerships, how that's a big deal. Um, and then I have Adrienne Dorison. Um, she teaches people how to create a business or to set up their business so that it can run without them to where they can take a whole month vacation and their business still grows, not maintained, but grows. Wow. So Adrian Dorson's coming. Um, and then I have my PR sister, Candace Ledbetter. She's coming through um, to, of course, share some more PR knowledge. And we have Brian King, who is an amazing transformational mindset coach. He'll be emceeing the whole two days. And so it's power packed. That's why I say like, we won't leave any stone unturned at this event. When it comes to building your business, getting, getting, building your social proof, getting to the media, we're making sure that we have everything covered um, at this event. And so that's why I say this is like the starting point um, for anybody who's like, hey, I want to grow my brand. Even if you haven't started a business yet, you can still come to the event and get what you need so that you can get pretty much get a head start on uh, on starting your business so that you know exactly what you should be paying attention to, what you should have set up who you should be talking to. And so um, even if you haven't started, you're still, we, we still want you to show up because you, I guarantee after this weekend, you'll be starting something. <laughs> <clears throat> that, uh, that lineup sounds uh, so power packed. It's uh, actually um, mind blowing that, um, you know, these people will be <clears throat> together willing to share all these amazing tips that really, will uh, up-level any individual that decides to uh, make that uh, choice to be there and be in the room because that's uh, one of the most important things. Um, besides having social media accounts or whatnot, you still have to, you know, be there and um, be able to, uh, you know, catch uh, everything because um, you never know when history is going to be made or someone's going to drop that aha moment that's really going to, um, catapult you or uh, someone you know to the next level um, mm -hmm. because uh, these things are business and success can happen with anyone as long as they, you know, set their mind forth uh, to it. Um, what are some tips you have for the, you know, up and coming people or women that, or, or, or even, you know, young men that entrepreneurs that may want to do what you do? Um, what are some good tips you have as far as starting a business, whether it be, um, making sure that credit, business credit is all right, or um, having a business lawyer, or what are some um, ideas or tips that you might share at the uh, event on how to kind of start a business and maybe get funding or whatnot? Um, 
So we won't cover like how to start a business specifically, but I would say if you're looking at starting something, definitely do your research. Um, don't just jump out there and just start buying courses or buying services from people. First, really figure out, okay, is this business that I want to start, will people pay me for this product or for this service? You know, what are what pain point am I solving in the world by starting this business? And then, of course, um, I say it's always best to consult with an attorney. Um, before you make a move, but of course, there there are other tools and resources out here. I'm not endorsing anything, but like, um, <laughs> but there are other tools and resources out here where you can, you know, start your LLC, start your business bank account, um, get your EIN number, you know, get your website domain, go get all of your handles on social media. Those are things that I, I used to teach a lot. Like, hey, that's your starting point get all your domain, get all of your digital property together. So just in case somebody else comes up with a, the brilliant, the same brilliant idea you came up with, at least you have the name. And so that's what I would say. Start. I would say do your research. Google can really be your best friend when you're starting out because you can say how to, you can type in the search box how to successfully start um, a business or what type of business should I start based on the idea that I have. And you can find so much content um, on starting a business and what best practices are. Uh, because like I said, uh, most people just automatically skip to, oh, it's going to cost me too much to start a business. Well, you can start a business for free. I don't remember how much mm. was in my business account when I started my business, but I can tell you right now, it really wasn't under, I'm pretty sure it was under $100. Um, because at that <laughs> point in my life, <laughs> I was rebuilding everything. And so I know that I, when, whenever, whenever I got my LLC and everything, when I started, I was starting with nothing. Um, and I had to build from scratch, but that's where Google came in handy. And once I figured out really what I was doing, I just naturally let everything happen um, for, you know, for me. And so it wasn't, it was always hard work, but I'm, I'm a reader, I'm a, a knowledge junkie. So I was just reading as much as I could about how to be successful in business so that, um, you know, I wouldn't get out here and just start paying people without doing my research. I didn't want to get got and I did not want to waste any money. And so that was my big thing. So use Google to your advantage and take advantage of, you know, clubhouse chats and free Facebook groups. Um, and just make sure again, because even the information people give, it may not be what you need <laughs> to get to where you're trying to go, but at least being in the space where people are having um, this conversation about starting businesses and whatnot, we should definitely, you know, take advantage and use Google and all these other free uh, platforms for your, uh, to your advantage. Definitely, definitely. And I would, I would also suggest maybe tapping into the local SBA office, which can um, help with uh, mm-hmm, like different loans and grants, and they can even assign you your own agent that you can meet with. Well, before COVID, of course, so they might actually be closed, but keep them in mind. And um, that'll, and you definitely mentioned uh, some great things because a lot of times, you know, great ambitions and they, you know, Sometimes they even have the money and they set forth and, um, you know, invest a lot, but the uh, market, they're not really solving a solution for the market per se, um, which um, eventually will uh, disable their business. Um, so it's definitely intelligent to use resources like Google, YouTube, um, people that create like Malika that create these uh, wonderful different types of events um, to learn different skill sets that literally cost thousands of dollars. If you went to school or um, a lot of these mentors you have to pay for um, as well. 
um, these days. Um, but a lot of the tips she was saying, um, I was actually hearing some different millionaires uh, say the same stuff. So um, take her word for it. Um, and if anyone is on Clubhouse, definitely make sure you use it uh, for the right uh, right things because it, it could literally change one's life and or create new opportunities that you were not having before. And um, let's not pretend like Clubhouse is the only app that ever did this, but it's right. the newest one. Uh, Twitter did this for me. Uh, LinkedIn did this for me. Um, but it's about really maximizing on the opportunity the right way and eventually get, um, create the, the, the right opportunities for yourself and, and others, like uh, Malika says. Um, so, Malika, I really appreciate you uh, coming on the show and dropping all this knowledge and um, sharing um, your wonderful event. Um, and uh, just thank you so much. And keep up the great, amazing work. And uh, thank you uh, to uh, everyone that helped put this together. And uh, let's continue uh, really spreading that good, positive knowledge and uh, really creating um, good energy uh, for others to uh, utilize as well. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate it tremendously. And uh, you keep doing what you're doing. I've had a great time talking to you this evening. Uh, it's my pleasure, uh, Goddess. Uh, if I'm ever able to come down to ATL or whatnot, I'll uh, definitely shout you a holler. Um, so thanks so much. And uh, please, please take care. And to a wonderful uh, event, Social Proof Success, um, thanks again. Thank you. Have a good evening. Bye. They be talking equality, but they don't mean it for people like me. They say opportunity, but I don't see none in my streets. Statistically, they say I'll be in the penitentiary. So I'ma get on that college track and go to an Ivy League. I know that sounds impossible, but I am possibilities. I'ma jump through all the obstacles and master geometry. Georgetown University, the American dream.
nothing, <clears throat> but uh, that was actually a good song by uh, Will I Am. Um, I actually uh, think that was dope. Um, shout out to Will I Am for uh, creating that. It's called American Dream. Uh, thank you to the award-winning publicist uh, Malika uh, Holloway, founder of Social Proof Success Live and the OMG, which is official Malika Group. Um, shout out to her and that and. Uh, Thank you to everyone that listens. Please share the episodes. Please download. And um, just please stay blessed. Uh, you know, times aren't always easy, but I know you can do it. Just keep striving moment by moment, day by day. Things will get better. Peace and love. This is your man, Vikins Moskova, here once again. Till next time. Peace and love. Your man, Vic. <laughs>